This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Welcome back. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going, man? Going great. How are you doing? Good. How was the weekend? Long and short. Like, I feel like I, feel like I didn't get much are you, done. Are you well rested? But at the same time, I feel like it took a long time. Really? Were you looking yeah. forward to today or something? No, it just it just feels like the weekend was long, but I didn't get much done. I don't know. That's nice. Um, are you well rested? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Anything crazy happen over the weekend with the uh, children's? Nope. Ellie's still Good. using the big girl potty. Fantastic. Very proud of her. Just a normal potty. Um, <laughs> doesn't have to be. It's a big girl potty for her. It is. <laughs> um, KJ is. KJ has discovered his voice somewhat. Oh. Um, so he'll just kind of sit there and just go, ah, at us a lot. And um, he knows how to blow raspberries. So Fantastic. his onesies get soaked in drool very quickly now. <laughs> that, but it's cute. So that's fantastic. Fine. All right. As always, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. Both of them open for you the whole hour. Uh, Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter as well, Nick underscore Sainert. And at Radio Rico AC. lot to get to from over the weekend. What a weekend of football. Woo! It was beautiful. What a weekend of football. I thought it was going to – so you had – you know, the three previous games before Chiefs-Bills all end with the road team kicking a field goal to win the game. I thought it was going to come down to somebody missing a field goal to win the game last night. What what a game by McPherson for Cincinnati. That man, and, and if what he, Joe Cajones Burrow said... of steel. What Joe Burrow said about him as, is true... I love him even more. Well, well, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. Rookie. Man was <laughs> and, feeling himself. And people were so mad when they took him in the draft because they're like, you you're taking draft a kicker? A kicker? It didn't work for Tampa Bay with that guy from Florida State. Uh, but it. What was his name? I don't remember. He, he got drafted high. Um, the Colts drafted Rodrigo Blankenship out of Georgia. Yeah, Goggles, he's, and he's yeah, doing God, pretty well. He's doing just fine. Um, who was the Florida State Florida kicker? State kicker? Because he was a he big was deal. Good, Robert Roberto Aguayo. Aguayo, yep, that's right. And then his brother, wherever he went, his brother I think went um, to or to Florida State as well. Roberto Aguayo. Okay, Aguayo. It was a kicker. solid family of kickers. Brother, Ricky Aguayo. Mm. Yeah, he is an American football place kicker. Although being a top prospect, he went undrafted in the 2020 NFL draft. As most kickers do. Um, currently is a free agent, and it plays in the spring league for the Jousters. Jousters. Wow. 
All right, yeah, so um, broke many records in his college career. This Dude, says. it's hard for kickers because unless somebody yeah, just State. completely sucks, like you barely get a chance because well, they can la- they can they can be in the NFL forever. Well, like look at look at where it was with I mean Greg Zerline and a little bit of Nebraska connections here. Greg Zerline and then now he's fine in Dallas, like mm-hmm. he's doing just fine. Um but he was with the Rams then he hit a cold spot, I believe. And they just let him go. Sam Cook is still punting for the Ravens. Sam Cook's punting, but look at like Brett Maher. Brett Maher was doing just fine for the Cowboys, or, or was doing just fine for the Cowboys. Then hit a dr- giant cold mm. spot, and now he's kicking for the the Saints. Mm-hmm. So it's like things cold spot cut, floated around, resigned, for a bit. <laughs> and now is fine. Like, let's see what Brett Maher. Maybe don't mess maybe, up. maybe he had a really bad year with the Saints, and I just don't know it. I mean, but. Sebastian Janikowski was in the league forever. Okay. Adam Vinatieri so, was in the league forever. I mean, Brett Maher this year, 16 of 18, after going 20 of 30 last year for the Cowboys. Pretty solid. Took a year off. Now, 2021, 16 of 18 um, for the Saints. So, with a long of... You would take that. 41? 42. 42. Hit 42 hmm. twice. I wonder if they trust him from any further out, or if, or did the Saints just never get yeah. closer? So, um, like I said, I was always four zero two four six four five six eight five. What an unbelievable weekend of football! We'll we'll talk about that as we go along. But I want to start with the Gretna Omaha West Side situation because Friday night when we um after we got off the air and all this, it, the press releases came out flying. It was a battle of press releases. Yeah. And it was it was like a lot of he said, she said, and, and all this. Well, Saturday... We did not turn Gretna in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, so, we didn't. I'm telling you, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? I, maybe the busiest man in high school sports, one of them, with all the other reporters, I suppose. I, I talked to Luke Mullen on Saturday morning about the whole Gretna and Omaha West Side thing. And I, I just recorded our conversation. Well, this is, I asked him about it, and he gave a full rundown of what happened over the course of those couple days. So this is the, the story. This is what he knows. He's written articles, I believe, on it. Um, and so you can find those at the Lincoln Journal Star uh, as well. But this is what Luke Mullen had to say kind of on the whole entire Gretna, Omaha West Side situation, what kind of happened. And, and once again, here's Luke Mullen on that. So let's let's talk about this whole thing going on, right? Gretna um, fi- has to vacate this Class A title game, uh, ineligible player. It sounds like now th- it's kind of turned into a big deal with all these press releases. Give us kind of the lowdown of what happened, and then where are we at now? What's kind of changed, and how has it evolved? Absolutely. I mean, this is it's just a situation that you know continues to unfold. You know, we we keep getting some more details out. And, you know, hopefully I'll put together a, a comprehensive story up here on the Journal Star uh, in the coming week. So essentially what happened is the player in question, uh, who, I, who I will identify, I do feel bad, you know, having his name, you know, repeated in, in all this news. But it is important, you know, if it was just an unspecific player, I feel like uh, the transparency is, is important with a decision of this magnitude. So... Tyson Boganowski, who started his high school career at Papio South uh, before this upcoming school year, he transferred to Gretna. And what's interesting is that in the Class A landscape, most of the school districts are open enrollment, 
which means there is that period before the school year ends where if the school isn't over capacity, you know, if they have room, uh, they will accept quite a few transfers uh, to attend the school despite living outside the district. But Gretna is not open enrollment. So in order to enroll in the school, you have to have residency within the district. So when Boganowski's family, uh, you know, approached Gretna to enroll, obviously they had to prove their residency uh, to the school itself. So there was no issue on Gretna's end. You know, that's why they suited him up for the whole season. Well, it turns out, you know, NSAA gets a, a complaint in December. Obviously, there's been a lot of back and forth about where that complaint came from. Regardless, NSAA gets the complaint and they check the records and they still have him down with a papillion address. So, you know, per NSA rules, that, that makes him ineligible. He's not an open enrollment uh, qualify, qualifier. You know, they haven't received any documentation from from Gretna that shows that he lives within a, di within a district. So that was the reason why NSA ruled him ineligible. You know, they made their initial determination a week later. Uh, they come back and, or two weeks later, have the, the board of director meeting. And it was a very long process, uh, a lot of deliberation to kind of figure out what was happening. But ultimately, you know, they, they make the decision that they got to uphold it, you know, per their their laws, you know, you have to have your players living within the district or you have to have uh, proof of residence and, and that open enrollment waiver. So that was kind of the reason why NSA ruled that Gretna must vacate their title. So thanks again to, to Luke uh, for kind of going in depth on that. So that's kind of the whole gist of it. Um, I wanted to play that because I know there's been a lot of a lot of things swirling around about like kind of Luke said that he said, she said, right, um, that somebody ratted whoever out well the the, the the main thing is is unfortunately uh the the player's address was listed as in papillion and gretna be in the district and be in the type of district it is just doesn't allow that so that was unfortunately with the nsaa and everything um it sucks we talked about it on friday it's kind of dumb because gretna still won the title but according to the rules it was not rightfully won so, so dumb. I mean, that's the thing is like with, with all these things with Westside and Gretna was accusing Gretna was accusing um, Westside of, of being the rats or whatever. Like my whole thing on this is what does Westside gain from doing that? Because it's not like Westside's going to get crowned the champion. The game never happened. Yeah, there's just no champion. So I'm not sure, you know, I, that the. Whatever happened, however it happened, here's the deal. There's just no class of 2021 champion uh, or 2021 class A champion. Like, I understand it's it's part of the rules and you should follow the rules and everything. But if you're looking into Gretna's season and I, I said it last week and I don't want to I don't want to sound mean or sound like a broken record. But the kid, the kid didn't have the the well, strongest impact on the season. And also, he had it's like catches, the smallest. Though. It's like the smallest little thing like. I I just don't understand how there there couldn't be some sort of human element to this where it's like, yeah, did he transfer schools and didn't put in the the right, you know, 
address request form? Yeah, I guess. But was anybody hurt by this? No, not at all. Does he live in Gretna? Yeah, he does. They just didn't get the the paperwork in. Like I, I don't know, Rico. Like you have to draw the line at some point. Like well, you can draw the line at some point, but right. But this this is just because then when is it not a human element? Like when is it not? How is that's all that's all relative. You have to judge on whether or not that affected the season. Like you have to just do that. Like. You have to, you have, the NSAA has the rules, and you have to follow them. It, it sucks. Like, Gretna, I'm still recognizing them as the 2021 champion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they did not follow the rules to get the paperwork in. So you kind of have to, you have to do what you did. You have to. Because if not, then what's what's it to say somebody else next year is going to break the rules again, the the written official rules again, and think, okay, yeah, we can just get away from, get away with this. We can win a title. Like at some point you have to you have to, like. It was very stupid, and it wasn't the kids' fault. Like Luke like, talked about, it like it wasn't the kids' fault. The breaking of the rules really is just that a paper didn't get turned in by somebody else. Like that's the, that's from, the whole, from that's everything the we've understood is that the parents turned the paperwork in yeah. that everything was turned in and everything should have been filed correctly and done, mm-hmm. but completely out of the parents and the football team's hands. Yeah. Somebody didn't turn the paperwork in. The kid and his dad, whatever, they live in Gretna. Like they, he has an address in the Gretna school district. That's what's most frustrating, I think. They and turned in the paperwork to show that they live in Gretna, and he would like to transfer to to Gretna High School. And somebody within the system, somewhere further down, that didn't has, file it. That has no connection to the football program. That has no connection to the family. Like, immediate connection to the family. It was their job to turn it in. Like, that's, that's, the, that's type the most frustrating of, That's part. the type of human element I'm, I'm talking about. Like, they turned in the paperwork. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's any way you can go back and see if or when they turned it in, but the paperwork got turned in by the people that needed to turn it in, and then it fell completely out of their hands. Yeah. And that, does, that shouldn't fall back on the kid, on the family, on the football team. Like, that... That needs to be taken into account. That's what I'm getting at. That, I suppose I can I, I can agree with you on that. That's what's we're on the same boat, Rico. Where it's frustrating because it was not their fault. Yeah. They did what they were supposed like, to I do. I get it. You follow the rules, whatever. But at a certain point, you can do everything you want. But if somebody else messes up and it's somebody not else your fault, do their like, job. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there um, because it's really. Interesting because it's something we've never seen in Nebraska high school sports. Nobody's ever had to vacate their championship, and it's just kind of unprecedented. We have never seen it, like I said. So they still got their medals, so I guess there's that. Yeah, but like I kind of mentioned on Friday, they're building a new school. You wonder about whether that whether or not that'll dilute talent mm-hmm. all in one school, right? So you wonder about that. Um, They'll you, probably you, have to drop down. A class. I was going to say you would wonder about enrollment numbers if you have to drop down classes. So you, you obviously Gretna will have opportunities to win <laughs> other state championships, but with these, this four cla- like years of classes. So for these freshmen through seniors, right, it's gone basically, and now they're they're gone and stuff. So it's it's just kind of a, a bummer for them because like Rico and I both agreed with it's it was out of their hands. So that's that's the frustrating part on it. Um, but. We'll we'll continue to talk about that as as I'm sure more stuff will come out about it. Dumb rule. Yeah. All right, Rico. Something over the weekend and four zero two four six four five six eight five. You can chime in on this. Feel free, please. Before we get to Husker football stuff in the next segment, we need to talk about the NBA momentarily. Do we? Because Grayson Allen 
And this is not just because I'm a Bulls fan. This is not. It kind of is. No, no, it's really not. Because I'm tired of Grayson Allen doing these things. I'm tired of any of these players doing these things. Alex Caruso gets drilled with without with uh, Grayson Allen's right hand, and I tried to be. You can't. You can't be impartial. impartial. You can't. No, I I tried. You tried. You can't. I looked at the. I watched. I was watching the replay. Watched it over and over. The left hand or the left arm of of Grayson Allen. I don't really have a problem with. You can make a case for he was trying to make a play on the ball. The one I have a problem with is his right arm, because he comes around and he swings that bad boy and he drills Alex Caruso with his right arm. That's the one I have a problem with. I don't care about his left arm. Left arm, you can make a case that he was trying to wasn't, poke the ball away. Wasn't the right arm the first one that hit? No, it, I believe the left arm I think played he came through and then this he spun way around. And then spun. Yeah, so, so, so he sp- he was coming. He was coming this way. Hit the left. If you're on the video stream, you're watching me act it out. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. So it's like, I'm gonna stand up for yeah. this. Please, please show so, everybody. So he was like, grabbed the or tried to swipe at the ball up here. Caruso kind of flipped, and Grayson Allen's right arm comes around and drills him mm-hmm. in the side or in the in the back or whatever. But here's the thing: it's like Grayson Allen has a history of this, and now this is where my Bulls fandom plays a part. We are the Chicago Bulls. A top three seed currently in the East. We, I, I changed it. A top three <laughs> seed currently in the East. And now, they have lost Lonzo Ball last week for a couple weeks. They have lost Alex Caruso. And it doesn't matter if you have an MVP candidate in DeMar DeRozan. You're the Chicago Bulls led by head coach Billy Donovan. Okay. I'm, I'm re-watching the video. He don't, goes for the Rico, ball. Don't be on this side of he, Oh, it's not that bad of a foul. He goes really for the ball it. with the left hand, and then he swipes the right hand around to try to get the ball again. No, Rico, he doesn't grab him. Stop. He never grabbed stop. him. He the honestly, if he you're ang- no, 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 if you're angry about something, the left hand is what turned uh, um, Alex Caruso's body. The right hand just smacked his other arm. I need to watch the this. left. So when he goes up, he goes up with the left hand and goes for the ball and like hits his arm and like brings it down. And that's what moves Caruso's body. The right arm smacks his other wrist. Maybe that's the what... right. The right arm does nothing. The left arm. And that one's the one that's playing the ball. The right arm is just a smack. The right arm did nothing. So we're watching it here. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. The maybe left arm I just didn't is like how it's the so... play on the ball. It's just the fact that he was going up hard like like Caruso was going up yeah. hard and the the angle that Grayson Allen got him at and the fact that he completely missed the ball just completely mm-hmm. turned Caruso's Maybe body. my problem is that you don't Grayson, like Grayson Allen no, 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 and he no, has a history fine. of being a dirty player. Well, it's the history that that's a big thing for me, but also second the the right the wrap around not wrap around the right arm swing in anyway. There like he knows I don't know, man. I just, it's one of those where he he got him with the left arm. He he fouled him. He knew he fouled him. And the right arm is to prevent the and one. It's yeah, to make sure he can't I get the shot so. off. But the left arm, the first hit, which I don't think is the one that people are actually angry about. I think they're angry about the right hand, not realizing that it didn't do anything. The left well, arm is the one that turns Caruso from going straight up to sideways, where he slams on his side and breaks his wrist. Yep, so now he's out four to six. Um, and... Grayson Allen gets suspended for one game. Look, man, if this was in the 90s, everyone would have said, great foul. Great foul. Make him earn it at the line. 
But the fact that it's, you know. I think the biggest part is that it's. 2022. It, has, Grayson Allen has the history. I'm all for physical basketball. I'm all for it. But there's a line. The Detroit that, Pistons had the, a history and nobody man, cared. Man, you're telling me that phys, that's physical. Ba- that's, that's physical okay. basketball right there. Bro, people got clotheslined. We're not in the 1980s, Rico. If anything, Kareem punched a guy in the ribs. <laughs> that wasn't even a basketball play. Dude didn't even have the ball. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of got a little annoyed because now Lonzo Ball is Shaquille out. Kilo O'Neal wrapped his legs around some dude's neck and then pushed him down. Yeah. I just didn't like it because now... Because your players is hurt. Because Lonzo Ball is out. We just get Alex Crusoe back from the health and safety protocol. And bam. Headband man is out. Well... For four to six weeks. Sucks to suck. It does. How are your Knicks? Uh, they won. Pretty big. Just last night? Yeah. First win on the season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're back to 500, actually. They had a really good they had really good showing. Cam Reddish got in for the first time. That's good. Got his first bucket. R.J. Barrett is finding his groove. Julius Randle is realizing he doesn't need to take all the shots, which is actually helping a lot. He's spreading his game out, and it's, it looks pretty good. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Heyman text line. Feel free to uh, contribute to the show all hour long. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, Nebraska football, they received a transfer from a defensive back over the weekend uh, who has a little bit of accolades to his name, but then they also lost Wyndon Hohuli on Friday afternoon. So what does that do with the scholarships? We'll dive into that. I'll update you kind of on the uh, scholarship numbers, where Nebraska football stands, and... We'll do that next on The Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. 